I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked out of the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst of Free Dawkins on YouTube. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, right from Beale Street. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Let's go. Good Mavs win. This is what good basketball teams do. This is what they should have done on Friday night, too. Don't have, but it's, it's over. It's done. Move on, it's on, done, to, it's on to the next one. But, uh... Yeah, back-to-back game, back-to-back for both teams, but um, Mavs pull off a big win, and uh, I feel like the final score was a little bit um, bigger than what three-quarters of the game was. It was kind of a back-and-forth for three-quarters of the game, and then uh, Dallas kind of rolled away with it towards the end, and Luka didn't even play in the fourth quarter, right? Even a single minute? No, yeah, he didn't, not at all. Yeah, nothing in the fourth quarter. I thought he was going to get back in there for a little bit. You're in that weird stage as a Mavs fan. You're like, hey, I want this win. But like, hey, can y'all get it a little bit closer so Luka could get in there and uh, get that uh, get another <laughs> triple-double? But uh, I think I Luka that- wanted to do that too. Yeah, I do. If you if you go back and watch that fourth, it's so funny watching Luka. Right around the time he normally comes back in, watch Luka just – he's staring at Rick the whole time, just waiting and waiting. And Me? Me? Oh, wait, me? <laughs> me? No, so call me? Me, me, me. That's definitely but, an uh, SNL sketch. I can't remember what it is. So. Me? Me? Oh, you. But good win. I, real quick. Oh, it's Night at the Roxbury where they're like they're like pointing at who's asking to dance. Like you? You? Me? Him? And they're like pointing back and forth. That's the, the what is love sketch where they do the heads back and forth. Dun, 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 dun. That's what it is. I've never seen it. Um, <laughs> I finished watching Jack Ryan uh, season two today absolutely amazing i just want to say that i just it's a good set hey this is a sunday pod we can talk whatever the heck we want to talk about this is an extra pod for the week and i just want to say it's really good the first season i really enjoyed the second season my wife and i were all into it and uh it was just great too so that's really funny good day on on the pod today obviously we're gonna break down the mavericks win over the grizzlies it was uh kind of an interesting game just kind of affirmed some of the things we said yesterday about this Mavs bench. So we'll talk about all those things. We'll talk about Tim Hardaway Jr., 20 points, zero boards, one assist. (laughs) Perfect Tim Hardaway Jr. game. (laughs) We'll talk about that. And then uh, we'll talk a little bit more about about Luca's game and uh, a lot of other things. But before we do that, Isaac, we haven't done five-star iTunes review questions in a while, and we still have a bunch of them backed up. So I wanted to, to get to a couple of these. Because uh, they're still out there. And so some of these obviously are now, at this point, are outdated. <laughs> because some of them came before the preseason even started. So we'll change them up a little bit. And it'll lead into some of our talking points for the podcast. This is from John Rambo 41 Shout out oh, to you. Oh, what a great freaking name. Let's go. <laughs> and he says, best Mavs podcast out there. Listen oh, to thanks. it on my appreciate way to it. and from work most days. We appreciate everybody out there on their work grind listening to us during their commute. Um, I can't listen to anything on my commute because it's like five steps. But <laughs> <laughs> He asks, he was asking about uh, Jalen Brunson, and he said, could he take a step, if he takes a step forward, could he be in the most improved conversation? 
Um, I'm not sure that Jalen Brunson's going to get the minutes now this way, this part of the way through the season to get most improved. Uh, but what are you seeing from Brunson so far? And let's just talk about it in the sense of, you know, what are we, what have we liked from Brunson and what does he have to do to stay in the rotation as he did tonight? Oh gosh. I mean, most improved on the team or most improved in the league. Yeah. In the league is hard. You have to basically go from a like a decent starter or like a potential showing starter to a borderline all-star player. That's, hey, that's just, literally what you have to do for most improved now. I'm just going to say, I made a prediction on this podcast. I also went on hard hardwood knocks with Dan Vivell, Andy Bailey and them. And they asked me what Mavericks player would be the closest to any award this year. I doubled down on my prediction of saying Luka Doncic for most improved player. And I'm still feeling really confident about this because how he's improved from last year, this year, he fits the whole narrative. Even though second-year players normally don't get that award, he, the whole narrative is there for him. I mean, he's jump, He's literally a top-ten player in the league. We broke this down. Kevin O'Connor tweeted out a little bit ago. Let's go, Kevin. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Welcome. club. Uh, Kevin, that, Kevin O'Correct. Kevin O correct that Luca is a top ten player. So anyway, I'm feeling pretty good about this. It hasn't gained a lot of steam, so I just want to captain the ship of saying Luca most improved award this year. It, it, can that be it possible? <laughs> is that the word I was going for? Can it be a possible? Can, can it be a possibility? Could it be a possibility, or is it possible? Those are the two ways that you this wasn't the question <laughs> he was asking about Brunson. I get. I'm going to get to Brunson. I was but say you didn't talk about. Uh, John Rambo 41 also said that we should do a, a every Monday uh, English Premier League segment, which if we did that today would be, I mean, they are, what, they're third in, in the EPL right now, and Pulisic, uh, Pulisic. is going off. Freaking dudes. Going Love it. Right Love now. it. So, um, the, Luca is as most improved as, I don't know, I feel like his shooting numbers aren't there to where... He would get most- He's a top 10 player in the league now. He's at 28 points per game. He's averaging dang near triple-double. If the Mavericks stay where they're at in the standings, he's going to have a dang good shot at this. I'm not saying he's not improved, for <laughs> sure. But for voters to go out there and vote for him, I think his shooting numbers would have to be better. I think that his counting stat, he'd have to average close to a triple-double. Because he was, I mean, what, 21-7-6 yeah. last year? If he, you know, continues this the counting stats he has right now, and his shooting numbers come up a little bit, I think that he could he could definitely win it. Okay, so bringing it back to Brunson, uh, I don't league wide. No, that's just not. Yeah, um, even before the season, I think we would say the same. No, thing. yeah, yeah, that, that was that's just too big of a a leap for Brunson and just what that award normally is. But even going down to like just just talk about the team, most improved on the team. I am a huge believer in Jalen Brunson. I love what Brunson brings to this team. He's a great plus-minus guy. His shooting, uh, he's struggling so far to start the season shooting, but... <laughs> shooting? Shooting. <laughs> but right now, good luck pre- predicting rotations. I mean, I, yeah. I can't I can't say anything right now because I, I love Brunson. And anybody can go out and have a great game right now outside of KP and Luka, and then the next game they could get four minutes. So... If you're going to try to predict anything for any Maverick right now, good luck outside of those top two guys. Yeah, the the rotation in this game felt good. It felt right. But Porzingis was out, and Luka played about 10 minutes less than he normally does. Yes. So that's where all the minutes distribute. Like then, then you can get all these guys playing all these you know minutes that feel like it's the right amount. 
Um, and that's a problem. They're, they have about one player too many, or or one player needs to butt out of the rotation at this point. Um, so there you go. That's John Ramos' question. Another one from GRG41. Uh, he said, "I've listened to the Mavericks since uh, I've listened to this podcast since the Mavs drafted Luca. Hmm. Wow, cool. That's crazy. That's a long time. We've been Let's doing go. this a while." He said, "Would Luca have been an All Star in the East last year?" And then will he be an all star in the West this year? This was back in you know early October. So, um, yes, I don't, he's definitely I don't know about last year. In the, but I'm, would he have been an all star in the East? I mean, I want to lean and say yeah, but I I just no one's going to fact see, check that. Yeah, for uh, sure. I would need to see uh, what the I can't remember off the top of my head who the bench guys were. He would in the be East the number one. Year. He would have been the number one vote getter, right? Over Giannis, would he? Have? I, I think he remember. was up there. Maybe Giannis um, is the only one that got more than him, but but going to this year, absolutely, he will be an All Star this year. That's that's good if all one. this keeps up for sure. He's he's yeah. Be an I all-star. mean, I, I don't even know at this point. He's gonna have to. I mean, something tragically would have to happen. And the, the fact I mean, that like Clay is out, Steph is out, um, that Paul George has missed a bunch of games. You know, the, the, like a lot of these guys are falling are falling down right now. Uh, Westbrook and Harden, maybe both of them, but maybe not Westbrook. I mean, I think your biggest question right now is whether he'll start or not. I mean, I don't want to be like the bragging Mavs fan at this point, but I honestly think that's the that's the only question is will Luca start or not? Because I don't I don't even think it's yeah. a question. That he's an All Star. It's a long way away. So yeah. Everybody else, get your five star iTunes review questions, and we will uh, we'll get to them. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. All right, coming up, let's get into this game: Memphis versus the Mavs. Lots of stuff to unpack in it. Dwight Powell stuff, Tim Hardaway Jr. stuff. I feel like we harp on them all the time. Luca doing some great things. So let's talk about that coming up next. All right, Isaac, where do you want to start? What's your What's your feel on this game? Uh, I mean, let's just well. well the starting lineup, okay. Another one. Another one. And Another this one. This is what the seventh one. Did you seventh say? one in nine games? Seventh one in nine games. Now there's only three players who have not started a game this year <laughs> outside of Brokoff and the two way guys, uh, and that's Tim Hardaway, Justin Jackson, JJ Perea. It, it's it's just wild that when they said Boban was starting, I just started laughing. I'm like, let's go. Like, of course he is. Like, <laughs> might as well. <laughs> might, might as well. And Valanciunas is in there, so, it, you know, it made sense and stuff. But I, I think it, Tim Hardaway, you got to talk about Tim Hardaway because, I mean, how the consistency of having games like these to where he finished the game um, with – he was a plus 19 on the night. He had 20 points. Uh, 7-14 shooting. It's 50%, obviously, 5-9 of nine, uh, from the three-point line. And you, what you would want is, I mean, I feel like right now you get one of these games every how many games? Seven? One out of seven games, you get a game like this from Tim. For, yeah. And you you would want this one out of three or four games? Is that? Well, I would said I said yesterday on the pod, he's a, he's a 25% player. This is the 25%. I think it's one out of every four you get a game like this, and then the other three are just not good. Yeah, because the thing the thing with Tim is he, he never lacks the confidence in taking the shots. There were plenty of times tonight, and it's just how he's been shooting ball the past few games that he shot – he would shoot it, and I would be like – it was the classic Wes Matthews, no, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That went in. Sweet, cool. Glad it went in. And, I mean, he just pulls up right in people's faces. He 
obviously has the green light from the coaching staff and everyone that, hey, you got the ball and you feel comfortable shooting shooting the basketball, then uh, you're going to shoot it. And tonight uh, it went in, and the Mavericks got a win. So it's hard to say really anything about Tim Hardaway tonight. I felt like half of his shots were bad shots still. And that's what makes him a 25% player. Even though, you know, there was a bunch of shots that I thought were, okay, those were good. The the catch-and-shoot ones from Luka, the, you know, even just the pull-up ones where he, you know, has the defender was just a little bit too far off of him and he had the space. Like, those shots I feel good about. But the runner on the the right wing, like the old Adam Morrison shot that he would have, like, banked, but this time he just, he was falling out of bounds. The, you know, the, the, the and one three, I think he had in the corner where Luca passed it to him, and he was just like falling out of bounds again the other way. Uh, those shots, I just don't think that those are reliable shots. And he can make those shots, but the difference between can making those shots and will make those shots are different. Uh, and you could say that about some of Luca's shots too. You know, we we talk mm-hmm. about the step back, and you know he has earned the right that he can take those. I don't know if Tim Hardaway Jr. has earned the right to take some of these shots uh, until he, you know proves this and I just don't know if he's going to be able to for me yeah and you know there was, there was that play in the second half we were texting about it that you know Dorian and he was feeling himself a little bit kind of went <laughs> in uh did I think he turned around shot like kind of fadeaway dirk move and yeah, he got the ball. he got the ball on the left wing he kind of spun into the middle and it seemed like he was he was backing down his defender and you're like what is he gonna do with this like this is not Dorian Dorian is not a dribble drive you know make a move floater he doesn't have the Justin Jackson floater yeah. game like that and he makes a move and he takes like a fadeaway <laughs> jumper in the lane with a defender right in his face and he airballs it. And he kind of lands, you know how you do like the Spider-Man land where you're you're still kind of crouched to the ground a little bit and your arms are out? I think he was just a little embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, and what for, for me, you know, I was watching, I like watching Rick's um, reactions to some of these type, uh, type of plays. And as soon as that play happened, now obviously I don't know uh, what was planned with rotation minutes or whatever. But as soon as that play happened, Rick looks down the bench, hollers for Tim Hardaway to come in, and I immediately texts Nick, and I'm like, why does Dorian have such a short leash? And, like, yeah, that was a bad play. It was a bad, bad choice. And then, bam, Tim Hardaway comes in, and it feels like Tim gets, I don't know, like eight uh, bad shots. But a lot of the bad shots were going in tonight for Hardaway. And so some of that stuff – you know, we'll never know because we're not. Uh, it was also towards staff. the end of the third quarter. He had played the True. whole third quarter. I, I mentioned that as well, but you know, we'll, we'll never know if that was really the case. But it did seem like he was, you know, pulling him because of that. I mean, he, he, he turned to Tim Hardaway Jr. right after that. So, uh, t- Justin Jackson is doing his scrum right now or his, his media availability after the game, and Luca's in there with his phone asking questions, getting uh, getting the scoop. So, wow, Luca. <laughs> Being part of the media. <laughs> this way he doesn't have to get asked questions. He gets to ask the questions. Okay. He's that tra- makes sense. He, he's trying to control his own narrative. And also he doesn't have to ask if he's there. <laughs> uh, Seth Curry getting a start yeah, tonight. Huge. What a And what a start to the game that Seth had. I mean, shocking. When you run a play to get Seth Curry open for a three-pointer, I mean, that helps him you know, shoot shots. So that's really cool that they ran a play – there to get Seth Curry open for a three. That just sounds something that would be nice for the offense. And uh, yeah, and he hit three, what, three threes in a row? Yeah, yeah, and he, he missed the rest of them. But <laughs> still, he started off the game really good. Still, he, he helped them, you know, 
get off the ground. And I felt like his 16 points were, were pretty big for them. And it's just, yeah, <laughs> playing him minutes is important because his shooting stretches the floor. And he stretched the defense out. That's how Luca was able to get all those floaters in. That's how, you know, he's able to run the pick and pop with Bo, pick and roll with Boban and all that. I just think that's super important when they share the floor. Yeah, you know, something else I, I was thinking about. It was the first time we got to see this team really without Porzingis. And True. it was it was kind of a reality check again of okay, their ceiling is so much higher. When Porzingis, the fact that they have Porzingis on this team, because I, I was sitting there thinking to myself, how high would we project this Mavericks team if they didn't have KP? And if and they, they weirdly had, made a Dennis Smith Jr. for Courtney Lee and Tim Hardaway Jr. trade, something like yeah, some, <laughs> if it was this roster without KP, or if like yeah, and how like where would we project them in the West? Would would we look at them like a a Minnesota to where you have Towns and then everyone yeah. else and uh, because when Luca was off the floor tonight, I mean the bench played well, and you know they put together stuff. But we gotta remember this is Memphis. This is a Memphis team without Ja Morant, without Brandon Clark, two of the rookies that's been playing really well. Uh, ja Morant, rookie of the year. Let's go. So, I mean they pretty much had Jaron Jackson Jr., Dylan Brooks, Jay Crowder uh, played well tonight. Valanciunas. Valanciunas, the okay, the guy that I was really impressed with, Guterich. Yeah, Guterich. Did I say it right? Did I say it right? Yeah. Uh, Marco Guterich. This is my first time I've seen him play, and uh, yeah, I was I was really impressed by him off the bench. He had 28 minutes tonight, but um, you can pull like when Luca was off the floor, and the rest of the guys. There was a moment to where it was a non-Luca Maverick lineup. With this Memphis team, and I'm like, if somebody just tunes into this game right now, they're like, how many players would the average Maverick, I mean, would the average NBA fan know on the floor at that moment? And I'm like, I don't even know how many players my dad would know if if I just showed him these lineups. <laughs> and it's just a reality check of how much Porzingis means to this team and how much their ceiling is so much higher with Porzingis on, and the the value of having two stars at the top of your roster. Yeah, it, it's not an addition. This is if if this team was a math problem, and if adding players was a math problem, it's not like Luke, like Porzingis is worth five. You know, it, he adds to the team, and they go to his. He's worth like times two, right? It just it yeah. it's a multiplier that that he adds to this team. You know, raising the ceiling, and uh, yeah, he just really changes stuff for the Mavericks. They're able to run things that are unguardable, and we haven't even seen a lot of those things yet. But he just he adds so much. He pulls the the bigs out. Dwight Powell is not stretching the floor for the Mavericks. <laughs> uh, Porzingis definitely does, and, and definitely does do that. Do we, we want to have some new, new names to add to the list? We want to talk about Dwight Powell. I feel like we do this every time, and I feel like we're just piling on. But I mean, we're adding Jonas and Jaron Jackson Jr. to the list of names that that he can't guard. Um. Yeah. I mean, are we are we piling on because we do this every single podcast, and I don't want to do this every post game podcast, but it's it is a thing. But it, but it's become a thing. I mean, people were were tweeting at us tonight and sending DMs and stuff of, hey, can, who are we adding to the list tonight? Are we adding you know, so we adding you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. <clears throat> and I think about what Rick Carlisle said the other night after the game. Uh, I guess the Knicks. I guess on Friday night, and you know he. He kind of took up for Dwight in the sense of he's like, hey, it's still going to take him time. He's not there yet. 
uh, getting acclimated back to the system, getting back there physically. It's just going to take him a little bit more time. And I think there is valid questions of the fan base. Like, all right, well, if it's going to take him more time, why is he guaranteed the starter spot? If it's going to take him more time to get, to get you know healthy like physically back at shape like how is he catching these lobs like like so high <laughs> like you can't go down on one end and catch a really high lob and then be like ah, i don't think he's fully back yet i don't i don't know i feel like those <clears throat> things are but it, but it's not one of those we were talking about this before you hit record I, I don't think it's an all us like harping on him type of thing harper <laughs> it is i mean Memphis obviously saw this as a mismatch in the fourth quarter when Jaron Jackson Jr. is in the post and they run three straight possessions in which they just like spread the floor and said, hey, you're going to go to work on Dwight Powell. And they just would dump it down to him. And two straight, I mean, he's just scored right over the top of him. So that's the... Other teams are seeing this too. So it's not just people on Twitter or people talking on a podcast... Like other teams with their bigs, they know this, and yeah, I mean, this was two different types of bigs, and Valanciunas and Jaron Jackson Jr. Two totally different uh, types of bigs, and I mean, I wouldn't sit there and say Valanciunas just ate Dwight up. I wouldn't, you know, because it, it wasn't an MB type of thing like that, but just the big body uh, Valanciunas, he did, you know, struggle a little bit with that, but yeah, I mean. It's become a thing now to where, yeah, every game that an opposing team has has a big, we're obviously not going to see, I mean, I hope not, we're not going to see anything with Boston, right? I mean, is Cantor back yet? I, I don't, don't think he's back yet. I don't think he is. I'll have to, to look that up. But Okay, well, Rob Williams, we're not going to have to worry about him, hopefully. And, yeah, uh, no, they're starting Daniel Tice, Rob Williams off the bench. Yeah, yeah, so uh, honestly, I, I don't know how much Dwight we even see in that game because I don't think Dwight will start in that game. Uh, I think we'll see Dorian or somebody start at the four to guard Tatum or, you know, but oh. we got to see what they're going to do because the Gordon Hayward injury. I know. We'll, t- we'll talk about the Hayward thing. We'll probably preview it on Monday, but he, he fractured his hand, so he's out, and that just sucks for him. He was having a good year. Yeah, he was uh, having a great year or great bounce back year compared to last year. But Yeah. All right, coming up, we'll – break down some more of this game there's a couple more things we want to get to about the bench and uh but before we do isaac we got college football we got nfl so many things right now and if you want to get in on the action you can bet it at mybookie.ag lsu beating alabama what's up with that you can bet on some of these games going into the uh man final weeks of college football season you know we get to that christmas you know like uh New Year's and it's like over. It's crazy how short that season seems to be. So you can do that right now. And if you use the, if you use our promo code Lockdown NBA, you can activate the offer and they'll double your first deposit on mybookie.ag. You want to put ten bucks down? They'll double it to twenty. Isaac, name a number. I mean thirty. If you do thirty, they'll double it to sixty dollars. That's crazy. If you use the wow. promo code Lockdown NBA, visit mybookie.ag today. You win, you play, you get paid. All right, Isaac. So we talked about Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, and and Dwight Powell. I feel like we're broken records on those guys. Still, <laughs> I feel like it's just the same thing every single time. Brunson, we've talked about. He had a solid game coming back. I thought Delon Wright really had a good game. He only scored mm-hmm. six points, but he had seven boards, six assists. Delon Wright revenge game. <laughs> Plus twenty on the night. Uh, but he's a, he's a guy that can do other things when he's not shooting well. He missed all three of his threes. He was three of eight from the floor. And uh, I just thought he did some other things that were good. 
set setting people up. I thought that uh, I think he had one basket that was, you know, a turnover, like a live ball turnover. He turned into a basket. Uh, and I just thought he did some good things tonight. I think that him and Br- the combination of him and Brunson, we talked about this before the season. We're going to see some lineups that just start working together. Mm-hmm. And I feel like him and Brunson together really works. And I feel like it really helps the the offense and the defense off the bench. I feel like those two guys have really picked up the role of, you know, leading the second unit. We've we've had JJ for years as the guy that runs the second unit, whether it's with, you know, Dwight and Dirk. And remember it was with Yogi and Devin. Uh, and JJ was kind of the leader of that bench. And now I feel like Brunson and DeLon Wright have kind of comboed to take it over. Yeah. It's weird that they're, they're kind of working together a little bit now. Cause on paper, I wouldn't say that that was the best combination. Those yeah. two, but um, DeLon has this really good change of pace when he has the ball kind of getting down the court a little bit to where he's not, we've talked about this before. He's not the quickest, like fastest, most athletic uh, point guard, but or even just to say guard, but like he, he can get by people with this like quickness. And he had a couple moves tonight where he just crossed them up and went right in. And he, he is so long that he can finish. Sometimes Delon's finishes surprise me. Uh, they're a little sneaky because I feel like he has no room, but he's so, <laughs> he's, uh, he's so long at the basket that uh, he finishes it. And some of it's like reverse finishes. I don't see how he gets them off, but <clears throat> he had a couple tonight that he got off, and uh, yeah, I was really. He impressed had that with reverse this. finish where he finished it above his head, and Jonas yes. like couldn't get to it. Like Jonas wasn't ready to block it, and he did like a one eighty spin and finished the layup. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I thought he played a good night. I mean, really, just across the board for the whole Mavericks. Team. I mean, they had twenty seven assists tonight, much better than Friday night in which they had what 16, 15, something like that. Uh, turnovers under 15 turnovers had 14 uh, on the night shot 42 percent from three uh, shot 42 total threes on the night but um and wow so low (laughs) (laughs) so low uh luca only shot five free throws tonight 80 percent. these are just numbers he only played 28 minutes so (sighs) that is true that is true we need to talk about luca i guess right we need to talk a little bit about luca so he he Came out, I mean, started strong. First quarter, I think he had 10 points, seven boards, and five assists. Like, he just – he runs that when when uh, there's no other guards that can really create for themselves on the floor. And, man, he just – he destroys bigs in the post. I just – I love the, the post moves that he was doing. I think him and Boban also have a chemistry on the floor. Oh, I feel yeah. like Luca really loves that Boban is just so big. There are certain bigs that have gravity when they roll. We talk a lot about gravity for shooters, but but – Big men can have gravity when they roll. We Dwight Powell used to have this. Uh, I'm not sure if he, he still does at this point in the season. But when when Boban rolls off of Luca, his gravity is like almost the literal gravity. Where you know how moons just like travel around planets. I just <laughs> feel like that's what it is. These guys, you know, are are coming off. Of, they're trying to switch or they're trying to do something, and all of a sudden you have two defenders hugging Boban whether it's you know let's say Jay Crowder was guarding Boban or guarding Luca he's trying to switch he's trying to get around Boban and he really can't and so Jonas Valanciunas is stuck trying to decide between do I want to defend the lob to Boban or do I want to defend Luca and Luca's like well I'll hesitate for one second make you think about it and then I'm just going to go up for a floater it's it's beautiful it's I love watching him you know work in the post like that and it's it's what separates him from some other scorers in the league because a lot of a lot of just scorer type guys can't do those things. He makes he makes those simple shots from like eight feet from the basket look so easy, and they're just not easy for a lot of people. Not to <laughs> jump on Dennis, but when Dennis was here, that was I mean, a that big was thing. One, 
that was one of the biggest things. Like he just didn't have that touch around the basket from five to ten feet. And Luca just has that perfected. I mean, no matter where, what angle he's at, it's a soft bank, you know, off the backboard. It's just a floater in the lane. And that first quarter tonight, I felt like he had like three or four of those. I'm like, is anyone going to guard him, or is it just him being so good that he can just find these spots? It's just weird how easy he makes that. And the Bobon chemistry, uh, it's kind of like he's taking Salah's place in that. In the mm. hey, I'm gonna be the the best buddy of Luca. They they seem like they've been they've just gotten really close as teammates. They're good buddies. You see them talking a lot in the locker room. You see it on social media and all that stuff. And I'm like, is he the new Salah to where he's you know attaching to Luca? And that'd be uh, cool to have Boban around for uh, for a little while. But definitely, I saw I saw this tweet by somebody the other night. And I wish I it was a it was a national guy, it was a national analyst, I forgot who it was. But they asked the question, they said, Is Luca the best lob passer in the league right now? Oh, Zach Lowe said and, this on his podcast the other day. He said that really? he thinks he thinks that Luca is the best lob passer in the in the league. Okay, okay. This is what it was. I haven't listened to that podcast, but somebody tweeted that. It out. was with Zach Lowe on the low post with uh, Chris Herring. Oh, I love Chris Herring. Okay, I gotta listen to this. Um It's been really he, good stuff about the Mavericks. Anyway, I was thinking about this. I'm like, man, can you imagine Clippers DeAndre with Luca right now? Can you imagine something like we mm-hmm. see it with Dwight what's with Dwight Powell right now? And I mean, he just hits Dwight in these perfect oops. And even Maxi, you know, he hits Maxi in these perfect oops at the basket. Can you imagine if it was a I mean a, a high end top of the league above the rim threat? Like who would be that t- who would be that guy right now in the league that is the best that is the DeAndre Clippers guy right now. I think Rudy Gobert catches the most lobs. Really? Um, but okay. I don't know if he's. I'm trying to think like of the, the mo- best the above most... the rim guy. Yeah, I'm AD trying to think of the most like springy. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, hey, how about this guy, Derek Jones Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why. Dang, we could have got that guy. That's why he's the right in the clutches, Derek Jones Jr. Who I is mean, the I... best big man like that right now? I mean, I know Jokic is right there, but <laughs> but the thing is, it's like it's like Embiid, Towns. Those are kind of more you know plotting guys. They're not springy like Javale. Javale can catch some pretty high lobs. That's true. Uh, I mean, if Aaron Gordon was was bigger, but he's just not that type of center. I mean, he's not even serious playing a freaking three. Um, yeah, I don't even know. I mean, Capella. I guess at one point, I just I haven't. Has seen a lot of Rockets games this year. You've watched every team in the league. It feels like five times. I'm close. So. I've watched almost every team in the league so far. It's so hard. There's so many teams. I don't know. I mean, I guess Giannis, Capella can catch lobs, but he's not like a you know way high above the rim lob catcher. I just imagine if that DeAndre Jordan version for the Clippers during Lob City. Imagine if Luca had somebody like that that you just throw it anywhere around the basket and they'll go get it. I mean, that would just be, I mean, insane. It's like a guaranteed 10 points a game. But, um, Do, I mean, you, what? Can we talk about Jamal Mosley? I don't know what to say about that. I want it's, more it's context hard, about it. But uh, I think people are going to talk about this. I, I tweeted out this video. This, at the <laughs> When was this? This is the towards the, the beginning of the third quarter. And Luca goes to the sideline. They call a timeout. Jamal Mosley is talking to him. Jamal Mosley, assistant coach of the Mavs, like the lead assistant, right? Like he's he's the lead sure. guy. Um, and he, 
Luca's talking to him, and you can't see Jamal Mosley's face. And then all of a sudden, Jamal Mosley's left hand comes out of nowhere and slaps Luca in the face. Jamal Mosley's laughing about it. Jamal Mosley, you know, fun-loving guy. I, I feel like he's very personable with, with players, and I think players really like him. Uh, and then Luca turns around, and he looks upset. And Luca is either upset with the slap, which I don't really know if we can prove that. We obviously can't prove that. Or whatever Jamal Mosley's talking to him about, you know, he doesn't think it, it, he, it, he should have been reprimanded about it. Uh, it's 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 really hard to know what the context is of this. I even watching farther than just the clip that I posted. Uh, you know, Luca just kind of turns around and you know doesn't really think anything of it, I guess. But yeah, I just <laughs> it's it's a funny. Cl- I thought it was funny. I thought it was a funny clip. But I think people are going to talk about this, and it's it'd be really easy for people to take this out of proportion. We could do yeah. it. I mean, you want to take it out of proportion? We can. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. And my whole thing with this is I, I freaking love Jamal Mosley. The I mean. Everyone in this organization loves Jamal Mosley. I mean, this guy had, I mean, head coaching. He had a head coaching interview with Cleveland uh, this yeah. past offseason. He did Team USA stuff. Players around the league, they're, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole about how much uh, he's respected, but when uh, when opposing team players come out to do pregame warm-ups, stuff like that, they're going to him. They're seeking him out and greeting him. And When when Mark Cuban was on Ben and Skin before the season, they mentioned Jamal Mosley. They, talk, they were talking about him for some reason, and they mentioned that he actually got some coaching interviews, and uh, they said, were you guys worried about losing him? And Mark Cuban was like, oh, no, that would never happen. <laughs> Like we want to keep Jamal mostly on the Mavericks. Yeah. So when I, yeah, when I say that they love him, they actually love him. The players love him, and Luca loves him. Luca, uh, they have a friendship. They mostly warms Luca up every. So before every game, <clears throat> like you know, an hour before the game, players come out. If you ever get to a game early, and you line up and watch the guys do their individual shooting routines, warm ups, all this stuff. <clears throat> they're each paired up with an assistant coach. Uh, back like Melvin Hunt back a couple years ago, he was Salah's guy. And at a certain time, <laughs> the guy that threw the chair the other day on the Hawks. <laughs> yes, that was crazy. I what I don't I need to ask Melvin about this. Like, are you okay? Bro? What's up with Mavs assistant coaches and former assistant coaches going nuts on the bench right now? <laughs> but each assistant coach is paired up with the guy, and they they do their routine with them and all this stuff. Well, Mosley is Lucas' guy. And Mosley yeah. warms Luke up every game. They're laughing. They're cutting up before every single game. Mosley actually gets out there and gets physical with him and posts him up in the you know in the post and uh, you know where some you know some assistants they're not about that. They're just doing the passes and doing the whole routine. Mosley likes to get in there with the players and go at it with them and and the players just love him. So that's why I don't want people to overreact about this. I mean, however, yeah, it looks like Luca got upset about. It. We don't know the context behind it. This I don't know about that situation, but what I do know is the organization and the players and Luka Doncic love this guy. So yeah, we'll see. I think it'll just brush yeah. over. Yep. So, uh, but I thought we should be the first ones to talk about it since it was it's out there. <laughs> it is definitely out there. Yes. Also, be- Jeff Skin Wade was on. Was uh he was having his moment tonight? I thought that's one of the funniest things. I tweeted out also a video of the uh, the referees looking at a play on the sidelines, <laughs> and they're just staring at a blank screen. And Skin's like, "Guys, are they just looking at a blank monitor?" <laughs> <laughs> refs just <laughs> they've been reviewing this play for like thirty seconds, and there's nothing on it. <laughs> Oh, man. So shout out to Jeff Skinway. Just thought he had some funny stuff today. All right. That's enough for a Sunday pod. 
That is enough. It's more than enough for a Sunday pod. We'll be back tomorrow to preview the Celtics game. They play Celtics next. Yep. 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 Celtics in, on, in on Monday night. So we'll be back for that game. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom. Tent.